Colin Altavote and Josh Horowitz. We want to do a quick preview of week two. So we did week one A recap and a week one B recap. And now we're getting into week two. Josh, any quick thoughts about uh, this week or anything that's been going on in the past two days? I would say just the, the, you know, obviously you and Taylor talked about the heat uh, the other day and I just, it's, it's week one, a week one B we're going into week two. And so it's still really early for a lot of teams across the state. We'll, we'll find out more as uh, September comes along, but yeah, just excited to see more races. You might remember this from a time that you were in high school. It happens about once every four to six years, probably it's really, really hot. For, for a period of time and then suddenly the temperature drops and we might get a random 55 degree morning when they shoot the gun off happened your senior year but you didn't run and it. it was the ben davis invite remember that and our i do the guys the guys outside of our top seven average like 16 15 or something because it was just such a nice day it hadn't rained for a while and i just i don't know it feels like you're always chasing the dragon of like when is that coming back around the other time i remember it was 2017 at Brown County, something similar happened, and some like 20, 25 guys broke 16 minutes in, in a good meet. Uh, but I just, yeah, I, I'm wondering. Of course, you and I are, you and I are hoping. We're hoping for that that weather at Brown County, and and that's, that's motivating it. us and our guys to our, our runners to get through the next the next few days. That that maybe that's in our future. If that can happen at Eagle Classic again, that would that would be pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, especially for that's that's the main the main meet the main event for jv potentially is we're in mid-september you've gotten to that part of your training and if we can just get it to drop down to about 52 degrees and they shoot the gun off hasn't rained on that great course out there that uh, they take good care of that would that would be ideal let's let's go through and preview we just got a few meets to talk about this one probably the meat of the week uh, we'll see. We'll decide on our meet of the week after it happens. But the pin invite, looking at a few things here, Mariano Retzlov, who was fifth from Penn last year, going to get a chance to run against that top duo, two potential All-Staters from Goshen. And then some potential state meet teams there, Goshen and Penn, and we, uh, whose guys we talked about. Valparaiso boys will be there, Northridge and Homestead. So a, that's a pretty good meet, Josh, for this early have you know maybe five six teams that could be at the state meet i was gonna say you have a lot of potential state meet teams in there uh teams with one or two potential all-staters um so definitely a, a really good meet this early in the season uh la lumiere is there you ever heard of la lumiere i have heard of la lumiere they actually came up at one of our practices that was uh it's a big basketball school in indiana <laughs> yeah it's a, right? it's, it's a prep prep academy you always you and i both like the nba and you always hear about uh they'll say these guys were high school teammates. So there's three of these guys there on the same high school team. And I'm always like, man, what are the odds of that? Well, yeah, it's a prep school. They're purposely going there because they've been selected as the best in the country. So yeah, we'll see if uh, we'll see if they've got any future NBA players uh, running in for them in the meet with the pin in, but on the girls side, I'm interested to see this potentially Lillian Zelasco of New Prairie and Addison Knobloch of Homestead in Fort Wayne could face off they both had big wins last week and some potential state meet teams there homestead penn and northridge kind of the usual suspects from northern indiana yeah so this is um 
Colin, this is actually where I wanted to make that kind of bonus point uh, that I mentioned to you beforehand, but you have uh, Lillian Zalesko and Addison uh, Knobloch. You know, you and Taylor talked a lot, or it's been a big conversation about the name Addison in the state of Indiana this year. And I'm actually, you can, you can have the Addison hat. I'm going to take the Lily hat this year. Okay. Because you got to look at the Lilies that are in the state of Indiana right now. Uh, For INCC stats preseason, here are the top five. Lily Cridge, who's ranked first. Lily Zalesko, 23rd. Lily Baker, 29th. Lily Myers. 32nd and um lily brunsman 57 so i think we have a challenger of the addisons are so my doing, are we doing score five or score three um i'm in cross country should we score five <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you got it if we score five because yeah so because obviously addisons are very very top heavy with those three that um have been great but there are two more that are in the top 200 on stats so if you want to score three we can score three but my thought was at do, state meet yeah, let's see lily three, versus addison yeah you you can wear your team lily shirt and i'll wear my team addy shirt we'll see we'll see how it adds up adds this up is, adds, fun for you i know you like there that. you go i do but this is uh, the first test of the lily versus addison this is yeah this is another thing this is on the list of uh but what what are some of our other our other uh, main points here? The Bloomfield boys, Garen yep. boys, Karen Guineas. Team, yeah, Team Lily versus Team Addy. Uh, another meet you'll be at this one. Franklin invite. This is uh, potentially a chance to look at the Center Grove boys if they run their full lineup. This is also an SAT weekend, which could factor in uh, for teams that have uh, seniors. I think it's a big senior. Not sure that many juniors take it this early. Uh, although I'm. I don't know how many seniors the Center Grove boys have on there in the right. lineup. Uh, Bloomington South boys will be there. Those are two potential state meet teams. Center Grove girls, uh, Franklin girls, I see them as kind of fringe state meet teams out of the Indy semi-state. Uh, good course down there at Franklin. I've actually – I went to college in Franklin, but it wasn't a course then, so I haven't seen it. Uh, what, what do you want to know – what do you want us to know about the meet? Yeah, I say it's – it actually is a pretty underratedly good course. Um, it's very tight turns, but it's actually, it's interesting. It's probably the cross country course that's on like the smallest plot of land that I've ever seen. Like the entire thing is on like, is behind the school in this kind of small plot of land. They it's do a really good job of it. Um, you Franklin high school? Uh, Franklin community. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, did, I went to Franklin college. So I, I'm familiar. Right. I did some student teaching stuff at the high school, like all of us did. So I'm familiar with it. Yeah. I can't imagine how, how much how you could fit a course in there but they do it's 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 interesting it's nice like i said just sharper turns um in the past the center of boys haven't ran their varsity they did last year um but i think that was with you know maybe the potential of not having meets so they definitely wanted to run their guys um like bloom you said bloomington south will be there um center Grove girls and then uh lauren clem would be an individual to mention uh on the girl side for franklin so at her home course Another meet in the area and on a similar type course, that Shelbyville course, that gets a lot of – they get a lot out of a small plot of land. Uh, they do a really good job with that course. This is the Dave Bannon invite at, at Shelbyville. Potentially Bloomington North versus Zionsville boys. Uh, I think that's 
fringe podium contending teams, and I'm interested to see how they match up against each other. I think both could be better than they project, or at least certainly better than they projected before uh, the track season. Uh, so looking at those two teams, and then on the girls' side, Westfield girls, Franklin Central girls, Zionsville girls, we're going to talk a little more in depth about the Indianapolis girls semi-state. Uh, I'm, I'd like to see both of those, or all three rather, those teams against each other. So that's a, that to me is an exciting early season matchup. Uh, B North boys, Zionsville boys, and then the uh, three-way between Westfield, FC, and Zionsville. Yeah, well, like you said, we're definitely going to get into factors with a lot of these teams later on, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, but just ex excited to see how those teams all match up against each other. Baron Classic at DeKalb. This is one of my favorite meets when I ran in high school. We went to the Baron Classic three, no, four times. Uh, Sturry could be making his 5K season debut. Didn't run uh, Huntington last week. He was on a college visit to UNC in Chapel Hill. Are the Angola boys potentially a state meet team? I think this could go uh, not a long way, but a medium way to, to answering that question. And then the Addison rematch. I've, I've been, I'm very open about my, uh, my fandom, my appreciation of Addison Wiley. But if, we're, if I'm full team Addy, I got, I'm an Addison Knobloch fan here as well. Uh, we'll see them. Oh, actually, not Addison. Not like she'll be at the other one. This is uh, Lindsay. Addison Lindy from East Noble. So we'll see them against each other. Wiley beat Lindy by a, by a small margin last week. I, I like the DeKalb course. It kind of takes you out. At least maybe it's changed since I've been in high school because that was, was a while ago. But it, it takes you out and you kind of loop around and people can see at the start and then at about a mile. Then they're in the woods the whole time. And half of the time it's corn they grow corn there so that stalks are real high by late august so you can't really see anybody until they make that last turn with about 200 to go but the other half of the year it's soybeans and you can see it most of the way so it's just kind of interesting between those two and when uh, in doubt just cheer cheer say go addison yeah for sure yeah you yeah. can't be wrong at the, at the beginning of the race uh two more in southern indiana and i'm talking the real southern indiana josh not like bloomington columbus uh, the, we're going so far south. We're going south of the border, man. St. X run in Louisville. Uh, good look at Floyd Central. I'm a Floyd friend, uh, and, and their number one runner on the girls' side, Jaden Cerenceroni, lit the course on fire last week. Good news for Northview is only a 4K, so 20% of the course is still in good shape. Uh, maybe some other kind of real southern Indiana teams down there. And then even farther south the warrior invite at angel mounds in evansville and that is a meet that's happening fair i was gonna ask you about it but that's yeah. fair i uh i'm interested to see how those how those meets go it's it's a lot of these teams haven't even really started their season much yet so mm -hmm. all right uh we got some other stuff let's take a quick break Okay, we're back. Uh, we want to go through three storylines each. Josh and I talked about these beforehand. What are the three main things that we're thinking about? Just a quick midweek check. And I always say half hour for the podcast. It always ends up going to an hour. It's fine. Just pause it. Come back to it later. But maybe today you don't need to pause it. So what is your first storyline, Josh? 
So for my storylines, um, I was kind of thinking about, because it's so early in the season, maybe just looking at what we talked about in the preseason preview. Um, so my first storyline is about the Warsaw girls. So uh, they, they won their invite this week. Um, and remember, they, we had them preseason 21 in uh, the Indian runner rankings. And there was a question about one of their runners, Josefina Rastrelli, who hadn't run cross country before but she had an amazing track season. Well, she won the Tiger invite. And not only did she win, she won by a minute. She ran 1948. Now, as we know, it's been pretty hot this week. Um, so probably going to end up being a pretty good time. So who knows what that turns them into? I mean, before we had them as borderline state meet team, but this could, this could lock up their status. Especially out of New Prairie. Especially at New Prairie. So when I was in high school, they were in the uh, New Haven semi-state, and they're just kind of right on that border. And every once in a while, there's redistricting, I guess, uh, redrawing of the boundaries. So I, yeah, I think they're with her on the team, and and the rest of the girls that we knew were coming back. I, I, I would probably think that they're a lock at this point. All right, yep. my one. Uh, now it's it's probably. I'm saying this with a caveat that is probably too early. Uh, it's we're recording this. If you're listening to this, it's the future, but we are recording this on uh, the evening of August 25th. I have been a little surprised again. It's early. We haven't seen a lot of these teams. We may not have seen them through 5k. Uh, we may not know some of the grades of these. We've only seen them in Hokum, but I think there's a, there's a somewhat surprising lack of impactful freshman girls. There are some very good freshman girls. There are all state level freshman girls, but in terms of being on a team, there's not a ton of them. And I just, I've been a little surprised by that, that their, their presence isn't swinging the presence of these freshman girls. They're not on the, in the right schools to swing potential state meet bids or the team championship or podium teams for the most part and like you said it's pretty early but I feel like there's a lot of years where we know you know even going into a season who the those top five freshman girls are going to be and what teams are going to be on um yeah yeah at this point last year it felt like Lauren Clem from Franklin we'd seen her run we knew about her Ginnister Grant from Northview and I just haven't with one maybe two exceptions well, in my eyes, just one, because one of them I obviously knew about because I, I teach at that school and I'm friends with, their, with the girls coach. But uh, with kind of maybe one exception, I, I haven't seen a lot. And, and we may feel way differently, especially once INCC stats updates and all of the information is, is collected into kind of one place, we may feel differently. But uh, what's your next storyline? Well, I'd love for you to contradict me. Well, yeah, and that's, that's kind of where we're going with my next storyline is the Noblesville girls because they are the team that has an impactful freshman. Um, we talked about, again, in the, the preseason preview, how they were a team that you mentioned it last week. They did a reload on a reload. They were already going to be a pretty good team coming back. And at the Zinesville invite, they happened to have, well, they, they won the freshman sophomore race but they had a freshman as their top runner in that race. And so the end, they only had two in the junior senior race that actually be in their top seven, just to 
again, talk about the, how young they are, but they would have been second in the combined results um, behind Carmel. So this is definitely an example of a freshman being impactful right now and will be impactful throughout the season. And Carmel at that same meet scored, when you look at the combined results, did score two freshmen. So it's not as if freshmen aren't impacting it at all. But, yeah, that's, that's the most impactful freshman. And I'm interested to see INCC Stats uh, website said that it will update on the 28th to the 29th. 28th is this Saturday. Uh, the 29th then would be Sunday. Uh, I'm interested to see how much Noblesville then would be impacted. I think they were fifth in the preseason with a, with a decent percentage chance, but I believe under 50% to finish on the podium. But now as you, add, as you add in that their best runner is a freshman and that their other runners are about as good as advertised or about as good as projected to see how they do. Uh, next storyline for me, this is what I've been thinking about. The Indianapolis semi-state girls teams. Indianapolis, Indianapolis isn't a high school. It's the Shelbyville semi-state, but it includes basically Indianapolis area schools, minus a few that may go up to New Haven or down to, uh, well, nobody goes down to Brown County. So just a couple schools that go up to New Haven area. Uh, I have three locks on the girls' side. Let me know what you think. Three locks for the state meet. Carmel, Noblesville, Zionsville. That seems right based on what we know so far. And then I have three likely. Franklin Central, North Central, and... Westfield. They've been a big topic on, on the podcast so far. The Westfield girls have been surprisingly great this early on. I'm not willing to call any of those teams a lock. We haven't seen Franklin Central yet. We've seen North Central, but they haven't run a full team yet. And I feel like once they're able to do that, we don't know why they haven't run a full team. But if you look through the list of names, if you know who their best runners are, they've been pretty competitive. They've been pretty solid without their full team. So I think they're likely. And then Westfield girls were really, really good at Laverne. They were good at a Hokum. I don't know how much stock to put into a Hokum, and I don't know how to really take account of what happens at a Hokum anyways, but they were pretty dominant. So six is meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how many are going to get out of that of that uh, semi-state. Four of them are in the same regional. And then I have a group that I call in the waiting room, kind of waiting, one, to see how legit those other six teams are. And they're waiting to see if there's any slippage, if they can kind of get in there. And that would be Avon, Burbuff, Center Grove, Chittard, and Park Tudor. And three of those are in the same regional. So two of those teams aren't even getting into the semi-state. And a, and a few of those teams we haven't – we just haven't seen too much of yet. Um, right. I know Avon's another team that we've kind of talked about, or you and either Scott or Taylor have talked about. But, um, yeah, you got to find a way to get into that six. And I think Center Grove hasn't run necessarily a full squad yet. So when you look at some of their earlier results, maybe we'll see what their girls can do this weekend at that Franklin meet. Um, some of them might have been missing. So we, we're not entirely sure what they're capable of. We haven't seen Park Tudor at all. But we do know that if it takes 180 to 220 points probably to get out of the semi-state, probably closer to 180, 220 would be a lot to finish in the top six. Uh, 
Park Tudor through two runners is going to be scoring six points. I was going to say so, less than ten. Yeah, it just it just depends on how they can do it. Three, four, and five. It, if they can score six through two and their third runner is competitive, you know, somewhere in the in the teens to 20s scoring-wise, they give themselves a good shot. What's your next uh, storyline? So my, my third and final storyline uh, for this, this week, it's about, it has to do with the boys' podium. So going into the season, at least in, in my mind, I kind of had five teams I was looking at that I was saying – it's going to be really hard to knock off one of these teams, um, which I, th I think it was right at the time to say, obviously I know it's a long season. I know a lot of things can happen over the course of a few months, but to just two weeks in here, are the teams as of what we know that I could see being on the podium. Tell me if you think different. Burbuff, Carmel, Columbus North, HSE, Center Grove, Bloomington North, Fishers. I kind of have a wall. And then I have Noblesville and Concordia right there too. That saying I would not be surprised to see either of them. Um, and then even another wall, and I have uh, Floyd Central and Jasper just hanging the balance because of what we maybe haven't seen yet. But those first nine teams, fair to say that you could see any of them on the podium in October. Yes. And the, the hard part about assessing this is the, the top five teams to me just looking at the numbers and the history and this I mean I'm trying to think of it of a good way to say this because I'm the coach of one of those teams it's yeah. just like which of those five would you take out well right? exactly yeah and that's that's what's tough but the, this Fishers team after last week and this Bloomington North team, and as well as they ran without their top two boys at that Laverne meet, that it, in a normal year, if this were 2016 or 2014 or 20, 2007, hmm. I'm trying to purposely get around some of those. Like, I don't want to say 2010. It's like that that was an all-time great team at yeah. Columbus North. I don't want to say 2013. I don't want to say 2017. But um, in, a, in a typical year of recent, this Fishers team would probably feel like a like a potential champion. Like, mm -hmm. hey, we're we don't have a true front runner. We don't have somebody, although maybe they do with their new freshmen. We probably don't have somebody that's gonna finish in the top 10, but like we got a bunch of solid guys. We have a history of running well in the state meet. We're well coached. Our guys run hard. They're disciplined. Like, yeah, we like we like our chances. Um, Bloomington North, same way. There's a lot to be excited about at Bloomington North, but it's yeah, it's just that strong of a year. And like you said, there's always going to be some things that happen. And some of the top teams are probably looking at that right now. Like, we wouldn't have anticipated this. We'll probably be a lot better and a lot more available with our guys in six weeks, um, but it's it's a great it's a crazy year up top. It really Cause, is because just from what we've seen so far, I couldn't tell you who's going to win state this year, but it's only been two weeks into the season. Like I, I cannot give you a definitive answer of which team I would say would win. Right, what, where it was right. like going into the season, we thought like Burbuff's five if they had the five, obviously from. Right. And that's, 
we'll know, obviously, not necessarily this weekend. There's just, in terms of at the top of the state, there's not a lot going on this weekend. We, we may get some glimpses. We could get another, another glance at Center Grove if they run their guys. Like you said, in the past, they, they haven't some years. Um, but no Carmel, no Columbus North, no Fishers, no Burbuff. Um, who am I missing in that, in that group? HSC. No HSC, yeah. Now, the Hamilton County meet is Tuesday of next week, so six days from today. So that, that could give us an idea of with four of those teams that you mentioned. Um, and then Brown County, Burbuff, Columbus North, Carmel, that gives us more of an idea. And then Flash North. Rock, Blue North would be there as well. Yeah, and then and then Flash Rock, we'll see. Um, but there's also there's ACT testing in there. There's yeah, there's we'll know a lot more. Plus, when INCC stats updates, and we've got eye tests or looking around the state paired with stats. I I think yeah, I think we'll know a lot more. It's a really I'd give I'd give it another three or four weeks before I make any more definitive statements on the boys podium i'll just say that <laughs> that sounds right and some of these teams we we haven't we haven't seen some of their guys and it it could be for a variety of reasons it could be practice it could be uh we feel like this guy might be running in very competitive races deep into december and maybe it's just a little early to bring him in just general idea I, nothing specific uh <laughs> and and so We'll just, yeah, well, you're right. We'll, we'll know a lot more. I feel like historically that Labor Day weekend meet has been a time where we figure out a lot. And the Labor Day weekend is State Preview, Marion, and there's one Harrison. more that I'm missing. Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. 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 So those, once those three meets happen, and actually over, over the last couple of years, I think it's gotten pushed back a little bit more to be more like Brown County. Yeah. 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 Once we get to Brown County, we're going to have seen these teams multiple times. People will run their best lineups together at some point between uh, now, week two, and then week four, I guess. And the last thing I'm thinking about my last storyline is what is the future of the tournament? Because I think it's from what from what I hear, it feels like the current structure of the, the sectional regional semi-state state and the four semi-states, time is ticking on that. And I think that had it, had it not been for COVID and things like that, if it not been for kind of the chaos of our current situation, that might have already happened. So I'm, I'm wondering, as I, as I start to plan through for this year, like, what do we want it for Indiana runner, you know, semi-state rankings and what's our podcast the week of the semi-state look like, and we can do some really cool things. I'm also thinking how much longer is this going to be the tournament path? How much right. longer is this going to be the structure of the tournament? And um, there's not going to be a lot of tears shed on 131st street when we go to a three round tournament, I will, I'll mm -hmm. tell you that the one thing I like about it is that 
for top level teams, it does give you a chance to let some of your other boys run. And now that the tournament roster is 18 instead of 12 boys or girls, I, I coach the boys. Uh, it, it gives you a chance to let some of those other kids run in a varsity race when the weather has broken and a lot of the meets happen for the, the top schools, the, the biggest schools happen on fast courses, Noblesville, Brown County, uh, Fort Wayne Northrop, places like that. So I, but I'm, I don't know. I, Not this year though, right? Like it, it's still four rounds. For no, it's, yeah, they've got to, before the season starts, they've got to set what yeah. it looks like. But I, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if by next year that the tournament, the tournament structure has changed and um, I'm not sure that's necessarily a bad thing, Yeah. but if the goal is, if the goal is balance at the state meet and having most of the best teams there, if we use the track tournament paths and we keep it to 24 teams, so only three teams advance from those eight regionals, it will not be as balanced as it is currently. Right. Like, yeah, you think like, you know, looking at each regional, the three teams from each of those, it's going to make it more of the bigger schools or whatever. Well, maybe some of you hate listening to the podcast and you just are complaining to the to your friends about the central Indiana bias, uh, which is fine because that gives us a listen. So uh, you can do your do the do the 30 second skip ahead on this. But one regional is going to have, if they use the track tournament and only three teams advance, one regional is going to have the following teams and add in the ones I've missed. Carmel, Fishers, Hamilton Southeastern, Noblesville, Westfield, West Lafayette, Avon, and Brownsburg. That's like seven or eight teams that are usually able to make it to the state meet. Right. So I, I, and I don't, yeah, I just don't know. My idea would be just eliminate the sectional round. Yeah. And just start the tournament, call it the sectional. And we just, we don't need a sec. We don't need the current sectional round. Uh, less than 50% of the competitors are being eliminated. So we could just start at the, so it is the, uh, the Columbus North sectional which leads to the Brown County Regional, and we've just eliminated that, that first round. That would be my idea. I usually don't, I don't get involved on the message boards in these conversations, but I'll just ask you since we're talking about it, like where, like which one do you think is likely? Or like is there a possibility that it is that, that you would just take no, out the sectional? I don't think so because if I'm the IHSAA and they're like, we're going to restructure this, the, the tournament – the tournament is a little long. I mean, I think we can all agree to that. And, and granted, they're going to listen to the – I. they may not adhere to all their advice, but they'll at least take it under advisement to what the IATCCCCCCC has to say. And uh, so they're going to give – the Coaches Association will give good advice on this. But uh, if I'm the IHSAA, I'm saying – well, wait a minute, we've already got this all figured out for a single class tournament. Let's just use that. Let's just use that structure. That to me seems the logical move, but track and, and cross country are, are somewhat different. 
So right. yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what that happens. Um, it's it's certainly not a broken tournament, but it is it is one round too long. I think we can all mm-hmm. I think we can all agree with that. Mm-hmm. The dissection around has become this ultimate silly season of teams not running their best seven guys, or they run their best. I keep saying guys, I coach the boys. They're, they're not running their best seven athletes necessarily, or they run their best seven athletes, but those people, those athletes running don't necessarily give a full effort. And it's a lot of jogging and posturing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just not sure that's great for an IHSA tournament event. You would never see that in any, basically any other sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just not sure that the sectional round is... Is super important mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of teams kind of handle it that way um obviously there's a lot of teams that they they it might be the only time they're able to say like oh we made it to regional or something which you would still have that opportunity there just just obviously be a lot it, it'd be a lot more difficult um with with twice as many teams right it's right. basically just it's the regional right yeah so it's it's you look at some of these very competitive regionals around the state and then that would be the starting point for a lot of these teams, which, you know, the Noblesville sectional or the West Noble sectional, which used to be the regionals, those, yeah, that would be much more challenging. So that's some of the stuff I'm thinking about, obviously really early in the season, we don't really know what the, what the future is, but um, I'm interested to see what happens with that. All right. Miscellaneous minute. What do you want to talk about? So I obviously, you know, I love sports, but I want to get a non-sports topic in here. So I had pizza tonight. Um, so let's talk about our favorite pizza places. We can, uh, you know, I, I, I want to hear your opinion on your favorite pizza place around where you are um, or your favorite pizza place, even in Bloomington, because I know a lot of people have opinions about that. Um, but do you want to start with your favorite pizza place? My favorite pizza place is whichever pizza parlor wants to sponsor the podcast. I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, seeing as we don't have one quite yet, I'll just go through and if someone, you know, sponsors between now and then, I'll just put this, put their name in. Uh, if, you, if you're in, if you're in Carmel, man, it's, it's Greeks. You can, I can, I go leave practice. I can leave practice, stop at the Greeks and then just go straight back to my house. It's super convenient. Their sauce is the best. It's, it's all Greeks and Carmel. So up until, up until 2013, I had never had Greeks pizzeria. And then if you, you should remember well that half your varsity worked at Greeks uh, in 2013. And I was a part of that. Wait, 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 wait. What? Three and a half guys. Well, that, oh, okay. You're considering varsity seven. <laughs> there, there's like five of us, right? Okay. But anyway, so after I started working there, that became my favorite pizza and has since still become my favorite pizza. And it's the pizza I had tonight. They opened one in Bloomington last year. So I, I, I say Greeks pizzeria. A lot of, and a big, uh, big kind of runner community in Greeks. Mike Cole is a big time runner. Mike, Mike Cole is an excellent shape. He's in his forties and he can still run under 16 minutes. His kids both run, both ran. I suppose one has graduated at, uh, from, from Zionsville. So big, yeah, big backing in the running community, Greeks pizza. That's the place to go, man. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't, hasn't tried it, I'd recommend it. No free ads, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, but yeah, if the Greeks wants to support the podcast, sponsor yeah. the podcast. Well, what, what, what's in. your favorite 
uh, pizza in Bloomington. Do you have one? I don't know how often you I even go to Bloomington I anymore. I have time in Bloomington. Okay. Now. I mean, when I was I'll, in college, obviously yeah. some of my friends live there, but yeah. yeah. For anyone that's in or around Bloomington, Avers Pizza, very underrated, I will say. Avers Pizza. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Hey, anything else? Good to pop on here in the middle of the week, see what's up. Yeah, good to check in. Um, nothing else. Uh, good luck again, just dealing with the heat. And uh, well, you guys don't run this weekend, but good luck on Tuesday. Love the county meet. Love the Hamilton County meet. It's an, exci- it's an exciting time. A lot of good teams. Great course at Noblesville. Kind of the first test for a lot of the, a lot of the kids on our team. First 5K. So can't wait. All right, we'll, ch- we'll check in later, Josh, especially once INCC stats updates and we've got, we've got some, more, some more hard data. to. We'll have a lot. Yeah, we'll have a lot of numbers to go through then. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Awesome. Hey, thanks, man.